Welcome, welcome, welcome to Game Time Sports. I am your host, Travis Fraser, along with my co-host, Lance Dyer. How's everybody doing? Um, yeah, football's back. I mean, what better way to start the week recapping what happened on the weekend? Lance, did you enjoy what the weekend had in store for us? Oh, I did. I really enjoyed what the weekend had in store for us. Before we get into that, man, it's good to have you back, man. Yeah, I want <laughs> you know. You sound refreshed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to get uh, up and go to work. Um, <laughs> it was great, you know. Um, I kind of watched football in and out, but and I got the gist of it, and it was great. I lost in our main league in Dynasty. Um, did you lose? I think you lost also. It's yes, I did, man. Uh, <laughs> some of those guys out there. That you're supposed to rely on were very disappointing. Um, it was like a dud. It was like a dud central. I feel like for um, certain, a lot of guys on Sunday, but it was the guys that you're hoping to be good mm-hmm. didn't show up, and then the guys that were on your bench yep. showed up. Like uh, you know, some of our waiver picks, like Robbie Anderson, Russell Gage, for me personally on the bench, uh, that hurt. But you know what? It's on to week two. I don't dwell. On losses, you know, it's always um, you just, you just got to move on. That's how fantasy goes. Someday you'll win by 20. One day you might lose by 0.1, but you can't hold your head and overreact and blow up ship. You just got to ride, ride the ship and move on to next week and see how you can do better. And just, you know, evaluate. Yeah. So let's get into it for today's show. We'll be talking about injuries from um, yesterday and to and Sunday. Then we'll go into the recap of Monday Nighters, and we will talk about uh, waiver wire pickups. So let's get into the injury news. One guy that we probably thought would get injured, and his name is <laughs> James Conner, um, running back for the S- Pittsburgh Steelers. And I don't even think he got to the second quarter, or I think he got hurt in the first quarter. And it's just it's sad to see, you know, he's such a good talent, such a good running back, but. Benny Stell came in, gave over 100 yards, and he dropped a lot of weight, they were saying, over the offseason. So, I mean, yep. Uh, what are your thoughts on James Conner there? Uh, the, the, James Conner's talent is there. He is there. He, can, he, when he's healthy, it's a big if, and his show, it's still a big if. Um, I'm not too concerned about the ankle right now. We haven't got, like, the full gist of if it's how bad it is but um from Steelers camp it's looking optimistic that he'll make his return for next week um I think if he does make his return for next week for sure you're going to see Benny Snow involved uh this won't be just a James Conner show this will definitely have some Benny Snow in there um they'll be probably sharing reps while they um let him like they'll limit his reps because of the ankle so I'll just be looking out for that, and I'll be looking out throughout the week to see what they what's the updates on his ankle. Yeah, it didn't seem too bad. He was walking around on the sidelines, so you know it's better to get him out of the game than you know get get a worse injury happening in in the later in the game. So that's very true. Um, another injury from the Monday night is Philip Lindsay has turf toe. We know turf toe can be really. It can linger there for weeks and weeks, right? Julio had turf toe a few years ago and it kept him out, but Julio's a monster. And I think he played through one of his turf toe injuries, but 
Um, Gordon took over. Um, he looked fresh, man. He was running hard. To me, I think he's the better back in that backfield. Um, what do you think uh, about that backfield situation with Philip Lindsay? Uh, so, for me, when I was watching the game, I thought Philip Lindsay looked like the better back. Um, um, with as, as well with the turf toe, they're saying it's a mild turf toe, so they're going to be monitoring that. And because um, MRI came back and said it was just a, a mild case of it, so he should be able to shoot up, suit up. Um, we'll see how the snaps are for while he plays with the turf toe. I would I would expect to see more Melvin Gordon and worked in Philip Lindsay. Um, yeah, but honestly, I do think uh, Philip Lindsay was the, was the better back. Um, all right, let's move on to some more injuries from Sunday. George Kittle kind of almost hyper, hyper extended his knee and he came back and he played the 49ers really need him because all their wide receivers are gone. Um, but you know he's a monster. He he'll come back and play. Did it look that serious to you with the hyperextension uh, there? Um, they said it was a knee strain. Um, they're going to be monitoring it all week. I think definitely we have to look into the practice report see if he's limited or he's sitting out. Um, he did say it was a little sore, so that's something I'd be definitely monitoring if I was a George Kittle owner just to see if he's going to play. Um, they're playing the Giants. I think it's week two. Um, so they might sit him out if they, yeah, it's, it's, sorry, it's the Jets. They're playing the Jets week two. So, um, if, if they feel that he he can't go, they, they might have to, they might sit him out, but I would just monitor it, see if he's limited. We know George Kittle, man, he doesn't like to miss games. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll see. We just got something you just got to watch. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the most, like, Devastating for for his uh, career, the most devastating injury that could have happened when a team drafts man. a rookie to come in and replace you, and the first uh, game man. you tear your Achilles. I actually feel really bad for him personally, I like do too, man, because really he doesn't do. have a contract going into next year. So it's just who's gonna take a shot at him after, right? It's a long recovery from Achilles, especially in football, man, and it's just sad, you know, for. For the individual, Marlon Mack tore his Achilles uh, in the first game on Sunday. Uh, poor guy. I don't know, man. J- uh, uh, Taylor's going to take over the backfield, and Hines will. Um, yes, he is. Hines will be like the Eckler and assume the passing down role. So, you know, um, it sucks. You know what I mean? It really does suck. Poor guy. Um, hopefully, he I recovers. think it was. I think that what was insane was uh, Marlon Mack in the beginning of the game looked really good. Mm-hmm. Like he, he really looked good. Um, and then to hear that he went down with the Achilles tear was, uh, it was very devastating. Um, Naeem Hines in that game looked really good. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Taylor, I was surprised that he was able to catch like, uh, he got six receptions that game. He looked really good. The rushing wasn't that great, but now he'll be the lead dog um, all the JT owners like myself, <laughs> you know, it's sad to see Marlon Mack go. But it's not also sad. <laughs> but <laughs> oh my god, this like just hearing that he's a starting running back now for the Indianapolis Colts behind that stud O line, 
has made me really, really happy that I've drafted Jonathan Taylor in Dynasty. And all the people that drafted Jonathan Taylor in redraft fourth round. Um, and if you're like us, two RBs in the beginning, you, you're going to have a stud backfield. You will have a stud backfield. But, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, Max taking over. I mean, uh, Taylor's taking over, so... Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see the one of the best O-lines, and it's going to be exciting future for all those dynasty owners more so than yes, more so than redraft. All right, let's get into the recap for Monday oh, night. Oh, we forgot one guy. We forgot one guy. Who's the guy? Oh. Wide receiver. New Orleans Saints. Oh, Michael yeah. Thomas oh. at the end of the game. Oh, man. I think that's the most depressing thing. He didn't need it to be at on. the <laughs> end of the game. Uh, after they're already leading, after having a poor performance the whole day in general, and he wasn't even injured, man. He was healthy, but it just wasn't a passing day for that offense. They they did on the ground and, and the obviously defense, Alvin yeah. Kamara, but just getting to the injury, high ankle sprain. Uh, we're all hoping that it was misdiagnosed and it's a mild ankle sprain. He said he's going to play through it. Um, so that's something I'm definitely monitoring if you're a Michael Thomas owner. You drafted him first round. Some of you drafted him top three. Hoping <laughs> that he was going to give you the wide receiver one numbers that he gave you before. Um, um, personally, I didn't draft Michael Thomas once this year. Knowing that, you know, the, the return on value could have been there. I'm not saying I was banking on injury, but just in general, wide receivers usually don't repeat as the number mm-hmm. one wide receiver. So I, this year in 2020, I... I Always believe grabbing the running back first. But some advice I want to give the people, definitely monitor um, Michael Thomas. If he has a high ankle sprain and this is confirmed, um, I would probably sit him. Um, Playing through a high ankle sprain, I can give you, for example, we've seen Saquon Barkley do it, and he was not effective at all last season. Mm -hmm. Um, For a wide receiver that needs to get separation, and make those cuts. A high ankle sprain is not going to be good. He's not going to be in. He's going to be ineffective. He's, his limit of snaps will go down. Um, they'll most likely use him as a decoy. Um, this is why you're going to have to look elsewhere. And luckily, we're on. We have a waiver show. We're, this is our waiver show. We're going to help you find another direction, just in case Michael Thomas can't go, or you're like me that want to sit and hold and see what it looks like after the second game, after the second week. Yeah, I wouldn't play him either, just because. You never know, man. He might just be a decoy, and they might just have a different game plan to to try to get him back fresh. But I think that's it for the injuries for um, week one. For now, for now this is uh, – I, <laughs> I, I don't want to hear nothing pop up this week, man. I can't even remember the year where this many injuries happened. Like, just insane. Everybody's just going down left, right, and center, man. This, what's, in, what's crazy, this many injuries before the game even played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cold. More than ever. And we'd even have preseason. <laughs> and we thought we'd be able to make it through. Oh, no preseason, no injuries. No, there was no. more injuries. Yeah, you need preseason. preseason. You actually you need do. it. You need the reps. You need the warm-ups. Like, it, it's just different. I guess it's a different mentality. When you're going into preseason, you know, everyone's kind of getting hyped. And then you're going into the season. Now you're just going right into the season and, like, no one's probably warm enough. Like, joints are still loose, you know, but... Preparation is different this year as well. I think that's what yeah. really held, like, got a lot of guys injured. Just not even able to prep from June 
May, yeah. like when they used to have those, like the other like OTAs, OTAs things yeah. like that. Just Zoom meetings. Um, You're sitting on, yeah. sitting on your ass watching, um, <laughs> watching other people on the Zoom. Yep. So you're yep. sitting there watching Zoom, <laughs> and now you have to go high level and oh, the hamstring. So you know what? You're gonna see a lot of that. Oh, we forgot. We got one more person. Speaking of hamstring, Le'Veon Bell. Oh yes, New yes. York Jets. Oh, I forgot about him. Uh because yeah, he didn't make an impact at all, and just and I, Adam Gase came out and he's like, "Yo, I shouldn't have put him back out there." It's like really, really you wanted to you put him, him back out there, buddy. Stop this. <laughs> we you see him go down on a wheel route, grabs his grabs his hammy, and then you put him back in. <laughs> what? Like, uh, yeah, Adam Gates, man. That now he's saying he's out for a couple of weeks. He's definitely gonna be out for a while. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be a couple of weeks. I, when, yeah. I, when they say couple of weeks, I'm saying about four to six weeks. Yep. Uh, uh, that you gotta watch that backfield in general. I'm gonna oh be real. My goodness, I don't want a part of any of it. <laughs> I'm not even gonna recommend it. Just don't. If you're the Le'Veon Bell owner, oh, you're gonna have to go look elsewhere. Like I said, this is the waiver wire show. We're gonna show you where else where to go, where we're not sticking with that uh, Jets backfield. Yeah, it, it, honestly, the yeah, the Jets. Whew. Yeah, I don't know, man. They they're not looking good, but I think that's nope. it for the injuries. Yes, we will move on to the the Monday nighter. Sorry. So the first game up was the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the New York Giants, and man, the Steelers looked really good at the beginning. I was like, what, what's going on here? They're marching down the field and. Jones threw a nice ball to um, Darius Slayton. That was a really nice play. It was really nice. I was like, oh, my gosh, what's going on here? I needed like a pick six from um, the Steelers defense to win my my dynasty league (laughs) week. I was so angry. It's always Uh, something like that. But the miracle didn't come. And, yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers still won. Big Ben is back. Juju is back. Everybody looks like they did two years ago, I should say, because last year was a, a write-off for the Steelers, basically. Um, yeah, Juju had two touchdowns. He looked really nice yesterday. Um, he had – how many plays did he – he had 100 – no, he only said 69 yards, two touchdowns, but still, like, you got to love it when Juju's catching touchdowns. That's what matters most, right? Um, James Conner got hurt, like we said, and Benny Snell took over. 19 carries for 113 yards. Um, did you see um, Chase Claypool's catch, the first catch of the game? Oh, that was that was a beautiful catch by the rookie. Wow. He's a Canadian. Shout out to all the Canadians out there. If you guys don't know, we are Canadian. Yes, we are. We yes, are. we are a Canadian show. From but Toronto. we know our football. Yes, we, we know do. our football. Um. So, yeah, Jim Conner got hurt. Benny Snell came in. Um, what else? You know, Deontay Johnson looked nice. Um, six catches for um, 57 yards. James Washington had a beast touchdown there when he caught it from, like, the seven-yard line and just, like, mo- like mauled his way in there. Um, tight ends for Pittsburgh never really have a good game, you know. But... The defense played well. They were just showing all sorts of um, packages against Daniel Jones, and he couldn't really handle it. Um, Saquon, poor Saquon, man. 
Why did the Giants have to draft him? He's just <laughs> he's just gonna rot away there, like Odell on on the Browns. Man, it's sad. It's always sad to see such good players just rotting away. You know, that's still but, my player of the year, Odell Beckham. He will have a bounce back. I'm still believing in that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Me too. Just because there's too much talent. There's too much talent on that team. Well, in him, I should say. Um. Yeah. So Daniel Jones. Mm, how many yards did Mr. Jones have? 279 with two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, yeah, Barkley, man. 15 rush yards. 15, yeah, rushing attempts for six yards. Oh my goodness. It, it was on the <laughs> ground, on the ground was really rough for the Steelers. I mean, for the, the Giants. Um, the Steelers front was getting in that backfield. Every time it was just there was that play by Bud Dupree oh, where yeah. they snapped the ball to Saquon Barkley and he got the ball and Bud Dupree already had him on the floor and I was like wow <laughs> like the offensive line of the Giants even though they drafted their top offensive line still needs a lot of work but let's give it credit man Pittsburgh Steelers defense is a really good defense mm-hmm. um, so it's gonna be a tough outing for the Jets man they had their schedule is not not easy. Yeah, sorry, the Giants. Sorry, the schedule for the Giants are not is not an easy schedule. Um, so it's gonna be a rough co- couple of weeks. You're gonna have to go through with Saquon Barkley, but at the end, the schedule does get better. That's a benefit. But you're gonna have to do what you gotta do to get through it. Um, Juju Smith Schuster finished the week wide receiver seven. Finished off with twenty one point nine fantasy points in half point PPR league. Um, the emergence of Juju is back. It's shown Big Ben, my QB streamer of the week. One of them, actually. Um, did not disappoint. I was right. Got in. Finished off as QB 12 overall in the week. Just right on the cusp of quarterback one. 21.1, point, 21.1 fantasy points in uh, four-pass touch, four touchdown format um, against uh, not-so-good Giants defense. Um, there's a lot of good fantasy implications here, man. Um, if you played these guys Monday night, mm-hmm. these guys possibly won you your week, and that's what you needed. If you had Saquon Barkley, yeah, um, he definitely didn't win your week. He was um, RB29 on this week, just low end RB2, not what you drafted him for. He's you're hoping for him to be at least in the top 12 in a QB and RB1 talk, but. It was a tough matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers, where hence he almost finished as RB three. Yeah, and he's gonna face the Bears next week. He should be should be a little bit better because the Bears defense does not seem to be as strong, but you never know. And the later matchup versus the Tennessee Titans and the Denver Broncos, there wasn't too much fantasy implications in this one, man. It was a boring game, honestly. It was one of the it was the worst game of of probably the week we well, you know football's back and i still enjoyed watching it <laughs> derrick henry kind of i thought he was gonna go nuts actually but without von miller there but man they held him down did you get to see this game yes i did um derrick henry on the week on he had 31 rushing attempts it's for 116 yards uh which is insane they force fed him the ball yeah, he just—he was not ripping off a lot of a lot of times. He's just getting one or two yards easy every single time. So 
Yeah. The offense, like the game plan of the Titans hasn't it's, changed. It's, it's, it's so the same bad. Thing. It's like it's the same thing. It's they're going to run the ball oh 30 my. times with Derrick Henry. <laughs> um, as an A.J. Brown owner, this is kind of concerning. Oh, yes. Oh, um, yes. We have to. I think what's making it more concerning is the emergence of Corey Davis on the other side. Yes, I There's was not a lot of passing it. yards. There's not a lot of passing yards in general. For this team. But yeah. Corey, Corey Davis is in there eating into the to work of A.J. Brown. So that's something that to me is a little bit concerning. I know it's week one, but it's still something we need to watch yep. out for because definitely because Corey Davis could have been the value pick there, right? It's funny it's the other way around this time, right? No, actually, Corey, AJ Brown was still higher than Corey Davis last year too. Corey Davis finished off with uh, had eight targets, seven receptions, one hundred and one yards. Yeah, um, caught all balls. The last ball thrown to him was just deflected, so he caught. All seven passes that were catchable, right? But yeah, Humphreys was getting AJ, a lot of passes too. That is true. That that is the difference between both of them. A because AJ Brown did get eight targets as well, but five receptions didn't do much with the yardage. Um, but we do have to watch out for that because Corey Davis. This is contract year. And he got so his option declined by the Titans, fifth year. So what that means is he's going to do his best to try to get a payday. And this might be hurting your A.J. Brown stock for a team that doesn't like to throw the ball. I thought that would change, thought they'll throw the ball a bit more. But based on this game, clearly they're still looking to pound the rock. That that, that That's their DNA. And if A.J. Brown is going to get eight targets and and – He's gonna, you're gonna have to. We're gonna have to play that game again where mm-hmm. he gets eight targets. We're gonna have to hope he can rip off a 40 <laughs> yard run. That's <laughs> not something you don't want to rely on. That's the worst thing um, you want to rely on as a fantasy owner. The worst. He needs more volume to be more effective. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of concerned there about that myself. Yeah, what can you do, man? Uh, the Titans just, you know, and it's like Tannehill didn't do bad. It's just like he needs to be in play action to be good, right? He's kind of like um, Kirk Cousins, you know? It's like they're on a run-heavy team that needs to play action. Sometimes it's like, man, you should just kind of like trust your QB and let that guy sling the ball, right, instead of yeah. running it. Because, yo, running is not going to win you a championship. We all know this, okay? Running not the ball always. like this is not going to win you a championship. The last few times, if you check who the the – champions were never they didn't run the ball like they weren't like a run heavy team right so that's true one of the seattle seahawks were but that was like the last year that they no they lost that year actually the the time that they won they were still a run heavy team but the defense was just so dominant that didn't even matter but anyways that is it for the the recap um oh we we forgot we forgot the denver side oh yeah Um, yeah no offense Nope, they were game. This is something I was looking out for because I'm like, okay, so we're not going to have any Cortland Sutton. Who will be the guy that Drew Locke is going to give it to? A lot of us said Noah Fant, and it was Drew. We weren't lied to. It was Noah Fant. Six targets, five receptions, 81 yards, one touchdown. He looked electric. Every time he touched the ball, he just – this – like, Noah Fant, when he gets the ball, mm-hmm. he is really fast, man. He's good in open he space. Is, he is great in open space. He is fast. He will fight for the yards. Um, this is the type of tight end you want in fantasy. Mm-hmm. A guy that can get a reception and make get yeah. some yards after catch, get some yak. It's because it's really it's really hard from uh, I find from the tight end position to get that. Mm-hmm. There's a rare few, but when those rare few are usually the top tight ends. 
So yeah. he finished um, the week as tight end three overall. Um, half PPR, 16.6 fantasy points, which is really good. Um, Melvin Gordon. Uh, you have the stats of Melvin Gordon where he finished off. For yeah, the 15 rushing yards, 70, 15 rush attempts, 78 yards. Um, one TD. You know, it helped that Phyllis Lindsay got injured, but you know, it's it's a situation to monitor. He looks different in this team, and he's not getting any better. You know, so Drew Locke, he had thirty three pass attempts, and he completed twenty two with two hundred sixteen yards and a touchdown. He was all right. I think he kind of needed um, Courtland Sutton to be there to to manifest a great um, fantasy day for, yep. for your streamer, you know. But I thought he threw an interception, but he he did he played all right, I guess. Drew Luck shows same same thing with Daniel Jones. Both these guys, I'll just quickly mm-hmm. say they both show flashes that these guys can be really good. Mm-hmm. They their arm is good. They 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 throw some sl- like they throw yeah. some darts and, but sometimes I think because they're both really young. It's just growing pain with these guys. Decision making they do yeah. is what affects them. Um, but the talent is there. I'll say that for sure with Daniel Jones and Drew Locke. The talent is there. It's just mentally they still need to grow. Um, Melvin Gordon finished off as the RB 16th on the week, 14.1 fantasy points. Um, that's your RB2 on the week, which is not bad, not bad. Um, I know he was dealing with the altitude, not used to it. Um, he, but he still had a good, fan, a solid fantasy day. Not the greatest, but solid enough to help you on your yeah. week. Jerry Judy's debut uh, also. Yes, Jerry Judy. Oh, did you see uh, Jerry Judy with the footwork, man? He yeah. is. He's really good on cutting. He's You could just get the ball cut, dip to the other side. Just got to give him a little bit more opportunity, you know, and he'll make the yardage. He's going to be a yak monster. I can't wait for him to grow into uh, what we all think he's going to be, an elite wide receiver. It's going to take time. He's still a rookie, Mm -hmm. but just seeing the way he can get separation already with his full work shows me as as the year goes on and, well, as the weeks go on, his demand for targets will be going up because he's going to be open. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing against, he'll be playing against the two or the slot receiver, well, slot corner, which is, benefits him as well. So that's someone I'm going to be looking out for, Jerry Judy. I think he's going to take a step forward this year. Yep. And yeah, I think that's it for the um, Monday recap. It's just great to have football back, man. Um, yes, sir. And Thursday night's game will be the divisional matchup. Between the Bengals and the Browns. Should be. And you know what? I love how Burrow played this weekend, too. You know what I mean? He played really well. He did play really well. But it's, you know, that kicker, man, he just, I don't know what that was, man. Like, wow. Even Burrow was shocked. Like, holy yeah, crap. That, that, that's a sad way to lose a game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's week two. We're going we're gonna to keep giving you the advice we can. And now we will be giving you the waiver advice. Lance, who are your waiver pickups of the week? I'm going to start with my uh, tight end waiver pickup. Mm -hmm. He looked good. He looked great. Even though the team as a whole was 
after was doing well and they disappointed. I'm talking about here Dallas Goddard, Titan of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, 27%, 27% owned in ESPN. Um, nine targets, eight receptions, one on one, and a touchdown. He had a great day. Finished off as tight end two on the week. Led the team in targets. Out caught Zach Gertz for a man that is in contract talks and is going nowhere. <laughs> this is, I'm going to be real here. This is someone you should be picking up. I don't think this is just a one off. I think he's going to be targeted heavily. And then for Dynasty, he's, if he's probably, Dynasty's mostly picked up, mm-hmm. but this is someone. This might be a top five tight end in Dynasty yeah, down the road. He's if if Zach Ertz doesn't get re-signed and this turmoil continue, this is the guy to have. So this is the guy to pick up in, in redraft. We're going to talk redraft. This is who you want. He shows flashes. He's always been good. Showed you last season that he, he can be good. Started the year being good. So this is who I'm looking at. All right. Well, my fantasy waiver wire pickup – it's Malcolm Brown. He finished with oh, 24.5 fantasy points in half PPR, at 18 rushing attempts, and 79 yards with two touchdowns. And he still got the roll. They, they targeted him four times, got three receptions for 31 yards. Um, hey, Cam Akers didn't look that great. Uh, Malcolm Brown kind of looked like Gurley out there for a bit. Um, I thought it was Gurley. Yeah. <laughs> Running hard. Uh, I honestly, like, I honestly thought it was Gurley. Uh, Malcolm Brown finished off as the RB4 on the week. So top end RB1, 24.5 fantasy points, um, which was insane, man. Like, uh, And he's undrafted. Like, no one was drafting him, man. Like, No. He's sitting in your waiver wire for sure. Unless someone was smart. A lot of people actually did pick him up. When If you're reading a lot of news and stuff, you're hearing things. A lot of people did pick him up, but he's mostly in your waiver wire. But yeah, like you said, he looked like Gurley. And man, I think eventually Cam Akers will get there. But for now, fire up Malcolm Brown and you're starting flex oh, yes. Yes. all day until you see anything. And so you just pay close attention, but start him up every week until that happens. You can't, you can't lose. I agree with that, man. Malcolm Brown looked really good. Um, he had the opportunity to be good and he was good. Um, you can tell by just the game script as well with... Uh, with the Rams, this is what they want to do. This is what mm-hmm. they always want to do. They want to run the ball. They want to control the game. They they don't want Jared Goff to be the one throwing the ball 40 times, 50 times. Mm-hmm. They want to run the ball. This is the identity of the Rams. This is what made them great. This was got them to the Super Bowl, running the ball, mm-hmm. play action, getting guys open. This was it, and, it, and they were able to do that against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, man, Sean McVay draws up the plays. He's one of the best in the game, man. Like, such a great yes, coach. Yes. Who is your second favorite uh, waiver wire pickup this week? My second favorite waiver wire pickup um, for the week, wide receiver, Atlanta Falcons, Russell Gage, 4% <laughs> on ESPN, um, 12 targets, 9 receptions, 114 yards. He looked good. Mm. Just He looked good. He was getting open. Um, honestly, the Falcons, <laughs> they don't change. They love to throw the ball. Yes. They love to throw the ball. And lose. <laughs> hey, if they're going to be down, they're going to keep continuing to throw the ball. You want anybody um, in that offense. You do. Um, you can tell that after losing Austin Hooper, 
Um, this, is, this is the third option. And Sanu. this is the third option. Um, Russell Gage, 12 targets. That's a good that's a good sign. 12 targets. Really had 12 targets. The, they, they are going to pass the ball. Uh, I'm not saying fire him up right away. I'd monitor it. But this is the guy you want on the bench. You want to be part of this Atlanta Falcons offense. They are passing the ball heavy. And this is this is one of the guys you can get off the waiver wire. It doesn't have to be a must-start right away, but you can use him for bye weeks or a flex play. I'd fire him up. Yep, yep. I agree also. Uh, my second waiver wire pickup would be Benny Snell because, like we said earlier, um, you know, the injury doesn't look too bad, but, like, it's really good if you pick him up and you have him on your team if if um, James Conner's not playing, right, the next game or the game after that or he gets injured. He came in, he gave 113 yards on 19 carries, um, 5.9 yards per carry. I mean, you can't complain that um, Pittsburgh O-line is really good. So, And like I was saying earlier, he dropped weight. Um, so that's my waiver wire pickup. Who is your second? No, yeah, who's your third waiver wire pickup for this week? Before I get into it, I just yeah. want to just uh, talk about Benny Self for a mm-hmm. second. Um Finished right on the cusp of RB2. Uh, finished as RB24, 10.3 fantasy points. Um, I would be targeting Benny Sell. If I'm less, he had 19, 19 rushing attempts. That's, mm-hmm. That is a lot of attempts. That's a good, that's a good sign. Um, if I was the Le'Veon Bell owner that has <laughs> Le'Veon Bell. Spend all your fab. <laughs> I wouldn't spend all of it, Maybe. but I would, I would try to get Benny Snell because I'd rather – I take a shot on Benny Snell on a great on an offense that can move the ball and run the ball compared to trying to pick up a Josh Adams or a Frank Gore on a, an offense like the Jets that cannot move the ball that is struggling to move the ball struggling to get in positions of scoring not scoring a lot of points this is when you drafted Le'Veon Bell mm. you're look this is your RB2 mm-hmm. if you were if you were like us that would be your RB2 if you took a shot on him I said to avoid him I wouldn't have touched Le'Veon Bell. But if you did take the shot, this is your RB2. So you don't want to take a shot, someone that's not Le'Veon Bell, on an offense that's not moving the ball. So if I was someone that had that injury, I'm looking at Benny Snell as a target. I completely agree. Um, So my second, well, my third, sorry, pickup for the week is another wide receiver, Paris Campbell. Mm Mm-hmm. Indianapolis close wide receiver. Uh, nine targets, six receptions, 71 yards. Phillips Rivers was looking for him. He was he led the uh, the team in receptions. Well, in targets, I, I will say. Um, he looked good with Phillips Rivers. Um, he's owned about f- 4% in leagues. So this is a guy I'd be definitely looking at um, to pick up. And take a shot on, because there's not that many receiving options in in the lapis right now. Um, oh. Ty Hilton, he's there, but he wasn't able to get separation. Um, he didn't look as great. Mm-mm. Paris Campbell's going against the twos, getting separation. Philip Rivers is, likes to throw the ball. If you're open, he'll get it to you, and he was getting it to uh, Paris Campbell. So this is a, someone I'd be picking up. All right, my third waiver wire pickup of the week is Naeem Hines. 
we know that Malcolm Brown tore his Achilles earlier. Marlon Max? What did I say? Malcolm Brown. Let's hope he doesn't tear his Achilles. That's your pickup for the week, man. Can't have him picked up and gets injured outside. Uh, so, yeah, um, Marlon Mack got injured. Naeem Hines is going to assume the Eckler role in this, and we know how um, Philip Rivers loves to dump it down and then check it down to the to the running backs. He might not be a start of the week, but you know what? He's definitely going to help you out in half PPR and full PPR formats. So, yeah, he's a great pickup for your flex weeks. You know, if you're having trouble filling that void, even if you're that Le'Veon Bell owner, right? And you need a you need a little pick me up. He's not going to give you monster numbers, but you know he can give you he can he can help you out. Um, do you have a fourth waiver wire pickup, or is that is that all you're going to do for today? The nine the Naeem Hines, I really like that. I actually like Naeem Hines more than Benny Snell's, mm-hmm. to be honest. Because even if James Conner is healthy and they say he can good to go, you know they're going to go right back to what they do. They're going to workhorse the ball with. James Conner, but Naeem Hines, no matter what, is going to have a role. Mm-hmm. I'd rather take a shot with Naeem Hines. He finished off as RB5 on the week, 23.3 fantasy points, half PPR. Um, his rushing attempts weren't there. Seven attempts, 28 yards. He did get a rush TD. He was the goal line back, if you've seen. <laughs> he was the goal line back. Um, so... Right now, you can tell this is who they're trusting. They didn't want. They yeah. didn't want to give the rookie all the, uh, you know, the goal line yet. He he has gonna have to work his way to it. But they did give Naeem Hines the goal line touch. He did get eight targets, eight receptions, caught everything. Um, was the second in leading target on the team behind Paris Campbell, forty five yards and a, a a receiving touchdown. We know Philip Rivers. He's the same person. He likes to dink and dunk. And Naeem Hines will have a – he'll be on the field. He's going to be on the field. There's no more Marlon Mack. This is good for JT and Marlon Mack, and um, Naeem Hines. So I'd rather take Naeem Hines because I know he will, no matter what, even JT's there, Jonathan Taylor, Naeem Hines will still get involved. So I'd rather – this is who I'd be taking. Yep. And you said fourth – yeah, my fourth. Like if I was gonna take another guy, I look at to be honest would be Robbie Anderson, mm-hmm. um, Carolina Panther wide receiver. Probably not gonna be in your waivers. No, no, no. Um, but if he's there, yeah, someone true. dropped him. I've seen people drop him. Some of my leagues, I've seen Robbie Anderson in the waivers being picked up um, before the season. Sometimes he's still there. So that's another guy to pick up. Um, he had eight targets, same as DJ Moore. The only difference was Robbie Anderson did something with his targets. Yeah, he's not going to give he you guys six receptions, 115 yards, and a touchdown. The great thing with Robbie Anderson, he is that big play type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, every, every every year, everyone's been talking about Robbie Anderson, but the only issue was he was he was in the with the Jets, man. Like the Jets is just once you leave the Jets, it shows every time. <laughs> You become fantasy relevant. <laughs> relevant if you have a talent and you're a football player, that's actually good. And once you leave the great, the gas of Adam Gates. Yeah. Once you leave, it's him, not even. Yeah, it's not even the Jets. It's Adam Gates, man. He's once you leave Adam Gates, my gosh, you become good again. Yep. There's there's a long list. I don't want to even go through it, but there's a long list of fantasy football players, like NFL players, football players that just get stuck with Adam Gates and they just cannot break free. And when they do, they are great. Fantasy. Pick up Robbie Anderson if he's there. And my fourth pick, if, 
if John Brown is in a waiver wire, pick him up also. I love John Brown. He had a great game. 10, recep- 10 targets for six receptions and 70 yards with a touchdown. I mean, it's a pick-me-up, man. He's going to help you. Those flex weeks, you can play him as your third wide receiver if you have three wide receivers in your league like we do. He's a perfect fit. He'll get you those numbers. He's really consistent last year if you took if you took a look at his numbers. But that is my wide receiver, my flex option for just going forward, man. He's he's gonna get you some numbers. What do you think about John Brown? I love John Brown. I've been trying to talk to him everywhere. Like I said, when we did our draft show, I'd rather John Brown than Stefan Diggs. It showed last on Sunday that John Brown's the number two. He's he's amazing. He will get the ball. He's a big play guy. He will he's he's he was great, consistent as a one, but now he's getting, going against the twos. He's even better. Great value if you draft yep. him. He's gonna give you he'll still he's gonna give you some good numbers. Great. And that's it for me. Great value. That's it's, it for our waiver wire episode for week one. For our waiver waiver wire for week two. Uh, don't forget to check us out on any of your favorite podcast apps, Spotify, um, Apple, Breaker. You can find us at GTS Sports, FFLS on Instagram. Did I say that correctly? GT Sports, FF. FF, yeah. Sorry. Don't worry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, uh, it's just a great week of football, man. Has <laughs> your mind everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I'm just so excited, man. I, I hope I win next weekend. Because I can't go down 2-0. It's just going to make me angry. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I'm not trying to go on 2 I'll cry. Fantasy football. You know, you love fantasy. It's a love-hate thing, right? Some weeks you're high and other weeks you're low, but that's how fantasy goes. So It's all fun in the game. Um, next episode, we're going to be doing the Thursday night projection. Mm-hmm. Probably some of our, we'll probably go through our QB streams and get you ready for week two. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys. See you soon. Take care.